at the end of the day, if everyone has fun and if you have the best day of your life, there's there's no reason for you to, yeah, want to change anything. And we honestly, just it was the best day of our lives. And we know that if we set the tone of the wedding, if we set everyone up to have a great day and we put in the hard work of just making sure that every little step was executed well, everyone would have the best day. And, and that was most important to us. Welcome to the You and Me podcast. In today's episode, we interview Britt Selwood, who married her husband, Joel, um, at a beautiful wedding not too long ago. So welcome, um, Britt, and thank you so much for joining us. No, thanks for having me, guys. And we always ask our guests first question because our listeners always want to know who you are, what you do, and where you're from. Yeah, okay. Well, I can kick that off. I, as you said, I'm Britt Selwood. Um, I live in Barwon Heads now. Um, I am a teacher and I work at a special needs school. So it keeps me on my toes. And um, yeah, it's how, um, long have you, how long have you been doing that for? Oh, this is about my fifth year. Fifth oh, wow. year. So um, yeah, very experienced with the special needs kids now. So um yeah, I'm loving it and um, I wouldn't change it for the world. Amazing. And you're in Bowen Heads, moved from the big smoke, obviously, Geelong for anyone <laughs> that is um, <laughs> yeah. not coastal like us. Um, how long ago did you move? Recent? Uh, yeah, recently. So we came back from um, the AFL hubs and we came back to a brand new house. So that was in oh November. My gosh. So. Oh, that would have been oh, such nice. a nice, <laughs> nice thing to I come know. home to. I know. Well, I need, didn't really want to leave Queensland. I fell in love with it up there. So um, yeah. it was nice to have something exciting to come home to because yeah, I don't totally. think I would have come home. <laughs> no, no. And so you mentioned that um, your, well, your now husband, you're in the AFL hub. So he is obviously plays AFL football. How did you guys meet? Uh, we actually met through a mutual friend. So I went to school with a guy called Taylor Hunt and um, he used to play at the Cats where my husband plays. And um, yeah, he kind of just set us up and we went on a coffee date at a oh, good old St. Ali in um, oh, yep. South Melbourne. Delish. Good <laughs> coffee then, at least. Yeah. Even if the date yeah, ended up coffee. being bad, you've got good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the date was great. So um, thanks, Taylor. <laughs> That's a really good first date because it kind of sifts through whether or not you should go on a proper date and get stuck with them for a couple of hours. At least it kind of eliminates, I know. you know, it's it's kind of a good idea to go on a coffee date for a first date. There's no pressure, you know, who's going to pay for dinner no. and whatever else. No, it's nice Kind of filter it's the person through pretty easily. Um, <laughs> yeah. So no. tell us, so you, how did Joel propose? Oh, oh, he, my husband is a romantic. So it was probably the most, it was a very, very beautiful proposal. He, um, uh, we have been to Campbell Point House a few times and I love um, France and um, Campbell Point House has got a beautiful French theme. So he organised the owners of um, Campbell Point House to um, set up a fake photo shoot. Um, they said that they were turning their house into a, um, accommodation. And so 
yeah, it kind of, I thought I was going in for a photo shoot just to promote the um, new accommodation there and um, turns around and he was on one knee and Love her. yeah, it was um, beautiful. beautiful. Is he, he's yeah. romantic out of the relationship then? He's definitely the romantic. (laughs) Yep. He's always coming up with nice and fun things for us to do. So it makes my job easier. Oh, I was just going to say he can actually (laughs) tell the rest of our husbands what they need to pick their game up with. Yes, yes, he can. (laughs) And tell me you had lunch and a couple of drinks at Campbell Point after the proposal. Yes, we had some dinner and then we ended up staying the night there. So it it was just such a special night. We kept it really private we only told our parents that night so we got to just enjoy it um to ourselves which was probably one of the most special things I think yeah that's a really a few brides have actually told us that mm, when we've yeah. interviewed them and it it, it it is nice I think Laura you didn't tell anyone yeah we either. were we yeah. were away camping and so we didn't we kind of didn't even have reception so it forced us not to and it was like it was the same for me it was the best I think it was Yay. two or three days that we had that nobody was like, because it's it's like anything. You buy a house, okay, so what are you putting in it? You get engaged, well, when's the wedding? You're married, well, what about kids? Like there's always these questions that just follow on from something really yeah, exciting. Like, what's next? So what's, what's yeah. next? I so know. it's nice to enjoy it. Just to um, enjoy it. No, we definitely did that. So, yeah, it was right. very special. Lovely. So you got proposed. Tell us how long between – getting proposed in your wedding did you wait uh okay so we actually waited a good 18 just under 18 months so um it was a nice long process I actually really enjoyed um having that longer um process because you just got to really I mean probably I did change my mind a few many times but (laughs) (laughs) that's the worst part about it (laughs) but um no it was really special to just be in that new um that bubble just the yeah Yeah. you're engaged and it's just such a nice little bubble to be and it probably would have been a really good process too having that 18 months just to slow down and you know really slow down that planning process Mm. which I feel like is one of the most enjoyable times of the wedding is the whole you know booking in things or did you work with a planner or stylist Yes. Yeah. I worked with a planner and um, I, yeah, I think that's what was the nicest part. You really got to think about it. And because once the wedding's over, it's kind of like, oh yeah, it's, it's so, it's something to look forward to. And when it's over, it's kind of bit like, oh, okay. Yeah, it is. I know. I know. It's that so, what's next question. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And so what was the planning process um, with your planner like, and what did you kind of envision at the beginning? Like how, yeah, how did you, that all start? You mentioned you love France, but then you were proposed to at Campbell Point House. So did you consider going back there? for your wedding or was that kind of like done that let's do something else yeah no I think we yeah we kind of that was our special place for the um proposal and then we kind of moved on we always knew in the back of our heads where we wanted to get married um because it was so special to us and um yeah so I think that's just yeah where it all came from okay oh beautiful and so um private property venue where where did you guys pick yeah, so we went, um, we've got some very lovely friends who own a beautiful um, stud, uh, like a horse stud. Oh, and um, It's kind of got these beautiful European gardens to it. I did first envision like an outdoor, no marquee, open air, um, but in Melbourne that is very, very unrealistic. Yes. 
it's a pipe dream. Yeah. Peak, peak summer. Yeah. It could be 16 degrees and raining and blowing a gale, so you can't so hard. Anything. No, no. Clearly, this summer, I feel yeah, um, like brides wouldn't have. Yeah, there hasn't been too many nice days. So, um, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's got all these beautiful European gardens. And, um, yeah, our wedding planner, she is amazing, um, Laura Harvey from Weddings of Desire. She had this amazing plan and I kind of was guided by her a lot because she's just got so many beautiful um, ideas. So, um, yeah, she helped us a lot during that process. But I did have an overall, like, idea that I wanted of how you wanted it to look and being on yeah. a private property um you had the luxury of a planner so you kind of I would imagine would have leaned on Laura for all like vendor recommendations but did you find did you utilize sort of her recommendations or did you have uh, you know Instagram is an amazing tool did you have kind of ideas yeah. of who you really wanted from the get-go to be involved like your photographer or uh things yeah. like that yeah, there was only a few that I had in mind and the others I was kind of guided by her. I did always want uh, Joey Willis and now he's Joey and Jace. Um, I love his work and I yeah. just, um, he was my, we kind of wanted him first and then we would sort out the date. And also Humdrum, I used them as my videographers. So, oh, and the band, I loved our band. So we kind of worked all around them and when they were free. And do you know what? It's amazing because a lot of people put, heaps of focus when planning on a, wed a wedding on things that aren't necessarily going to bring a vibe or they're not necessarily going to create memories and I think photography and videography we were even talking about videography offline when we were like oh um yeah. you know do you always have to do it and it's really important to create a vibe because that's what you're going to remember I know I know and I we are so glad we did do the videographers and because it, it is it's all about like I know my husband at the start was just like, we're only doing half an hour of photos, half an hour, that's it. And I'm like, Joel, we are going to have these images and all this content for the rest of our lives. Yeah. We need to put time into just getting some beautiful shots. And I know we want to enjoy it with our guests and a lot of people don't want to do photos and all that, but uh, we did put about an hour into capturing those beautiful images. And yeah, yeah we're never going to regret ha not having that time. No, not at all. It's so, yeah, so, so important. And so tell us a little bit about, I mean, it's nice to be able to have people that you work with that can recommend suppliers and you knew who you wanted photography wise, which is a really hard choice because there's some incredible local and interstate because Joey's from, is he still, he's in Sydney. Uh, he's actually on the Gold Coast at the he's moment. In the Goldie, so okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was yeah. in Bali and then, yeah. So yeah, so crazy. he's so, amazing, but Oh, he yeah. shot. Um, very did he shoot Brody Jenner's wedding? Did I imagine that in Bali? Um, did he? Brody Jenner? Did, yeah, actually, I, actually I think, think he, yeah, did. he did. Yeah, yeah he, he did. did. Yeah, he did. Him yes. and his wedding Brody to Caitlin. Jenner. <gasps> yes. He oh my did. god. Hey, he shot that yeah, in Bali. Yeah, he did. Because yeah. I'm trying to think what uh, kind of weddings he's. Because he photographed Danielle and Jared's. Didn't he? he did. Yeah. yeah uh, oh, my friends. No, my really no, 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 no. That didn't. was another guy. No, he did Brideys. Oh, uh, yes. Well. Yeah. He's yeah. He's yeah, incredible. Amazing. We've yeah. got him for a few of my clients next year, and yeah, looking very forward Aww. to having him down because the memories he just like his team captures uh, incredible. So you've got yeah. these amazing vendors. 
who are going to work seamlessly and we'll get into your florals, which blew me away at a later in a little bit. <laughs> but um, how did you go with your dress? Because I think that is one thing, um, you know, there's a bit more pressure on you being the, the partner potentially of, a, of a, somebody who is in the spotlight. You go to events, you're constantly dressed by different designers. How did you feel going into the process of, you know, the wedding dress shopping? Yeah, it was. I I think I've been so lucky in um, the last few years. I've worn some incredible dresses from incredible designers and they have been ball gowns and really, um, yeah, quite dressy and formal dresses. So I knew what styles looked good on me and I, I knew what I wanted from the get-go. So I was very, very lucky in that sense because I know a lot of people kind of get overwhelmed and they're not sure what suits them. Yeah. But yeah. I already, I, I knew what suited me and I knew what I wanted. So um, I found it really, oh, I mean, I wouldn't say easy, but uh, it was it was quite seamless for me. I found the dress that I wanted and that was it. Yeah, I knew straight away. Did you try on many other dresses beforehand? No, not really. No, I, um, it was really nice because I knew the designers I wanted to go to and they were all interstate, uh, um, which make things easy. Yeah. So I kind of went in with my mother and my mother-in-law and we went to um, just a local store. It's a Bluebell Bridal. Bluebell? Oh, uh, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yes. And I kind of just wanted to give them those that experience of trying dresses on with me. Yeah. And because I was going to be doing heaps of flying to my appointments interstate. So we did that together and then we really knuckled down what we wanted. And then when I went to the designers, it was just, this is it. Bang. Yeah. yeah. Why did you take your mother-in-law dress shopping? Just a personal question for me because I actually organised a booking last night and only asked my mum and my grandmother, who's 93, who obsessed. But I'm like, oh, God, you invited do your mother-in-law. I, do I, do I actually mm. do that? Isn't no, that no, you do? don't. You don't. No, it's just she's a, a mother of four boys. So I thought oh, it would be nice right, for uh, her to, um, yeah. She would have so loved that. She, oh, well, maybe I should. Yeah. What a daughter-in-law yeah. you are, Britt. <laughs> well done. Nice. That's so nice. Oh. Yeah, I yeah, know. Because them. they do. I've got two boys. So you do miss yeah. out on those really incredible things. And I know. know. Yeah, it's not something you just get. So, yeah, to be involved, it would have meant the world to her. Yeah, so, no, it was very nice to do. That's yeah. really amazing. And so going back to the planning process, so what was the most challenging yeah. part in the planning process um, for you? We really didn't have too many challenging things. I um, I mean, no one likes doing a seating plan. That, but mm. that's not. Uh, I wouldn't say it's challenging. It's just the not. It's not the most exciting um yep. part of it. But no, I no, we didn't really have any challenging. No, I think um, our wedding planner just took care. Of yeah, it. made she it so easy for us. Absolutely, yeah. and so no issues with weather then. Uh, we actually had, this is crazy. It was before COVID and everyone was worried about the bushfires. And yeah. remember those couple of weeks where it was just so, you couldn't go outside because it was so smoky and yeah, hazy yes. and everyone yes. was worried God, about the air like quality. Distant memory. Doesn't yeah. that seem 10 I years know. ago? Doesn't it? So we were um, really worried about being uh, people being outside and being exposed to that pe- 
terrible air quality. So that was probably yeah. the biggest, wow. most yeah. stressful part because um, it was an outdoor wedding and we did have a marquee, but I don't know what we were going to do if the air quality was terrible. If it was severe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But luckily it wasn't. But luckily, Not no, we had the most yep. perfect day. We uh, it was in between <laughs> two terrible days and we got a perfect 27 degree sunny skies. Uh, and, yeah, it was yeah. meant to be. Meant to it be. It was. We were very, very lucky. And so run us, um, run us I suppose, through it. Being on a private property, it's it's a marathon, not a sprint. When you have a wedding, yeah. on a- <laughs> so you've got to like be really I careful like of that. timelines, and you've got to like put a lot of thought into what time your ceremony is and what you're going to feed your guests and when. So run us run us through your day. Uh, my day. So I think we got started at maybe it was early. It was probably eight o'clock, eight thirty, with hair and makeup. Um, and then I didn't arrive at the property. Uh, my husband, Joel, was at, staying on the property in the house there. I didn't arrive till about oh, probably 4.15 and then was out at 4.20. Um, but then uh, the ceremony was done by five. So we gave our guests an hour of canapes. We actually cut it quite short. Um, some people try and extend it there, but we wanted to get everyone seated and make sure things were on time because we had some, we have some, had some amazing caterers and we just really wanted them to enjoy the food. And so they sat down at about 6.15 and we were out in the marquee at about 6.20 and then, um, yeah, it all kind of rolled on through from there. And so was, was it a late one for you guys? Cause it was on a private property. Did you have the luxury of not having to close up at 11 or were you kind of done by that stage? We did um, have the option to have it finish whenever, but um, uh, I think I'd been to a few weddings and I just knew that 12 o'clock, I, it's time to time to wrap it up. People get tired <laughs> what, and being loose, on a private. Or... <laughs> yeah, and that. A bit sloppy. But, um, yeah, I know. And being on a private property, we had to um, bus everyone in and out. So, because it was too hard to get to the property at night um, for taxis and Ubers. So, we wanted everyone to have a good night and finish at a reasonable time. Yeah, Nothing good happens after midnight. Isn't that what they all say anyway? No, so... they, they do say that. Yeah. They do say that and I agree. <laughs> sure it's later than that, isn't it? Nothing happens after yeah. midnight, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, so you've okay, so got everybody bus back and I do just need to like bring it back a little bit. Tell us about yeah. your marquee and those flowers. because I I mean we will we will obviously put your images up on the podcast and we will share all your incredible incredible aesthetics because it was it was really really beautiful but tell us a little bit about how you know it was nice and classic white and green will never day it will always be uh, stunning but just the way it was executed was incredible so tell us a little bit about how you went about your florals and if you had a flower budget did you even stick to it (laughs) uh no we did not stick to the flower budget (laughs) our flowers and florals were incredible I don't think I've ever seen and Kim's wedding you know all those flowers yeah (laughs) yeah it was it was it was definitely um yeah there was no um flower spared um But no, so our um, we had this beautiful, I actually don't know if there's any photos online. We had this beautiful arch kind of um, 
gazebo that um, was all done up and we had the, we actually had the gardeners of the property um, working months prior to filling it up and they planted a lot of things around the, the areas of the property we would use. So there was months of work into yeah, it. See, it was incredible we very... because you look at a few of those photos and it looks as if you had was it Georgia who did your flowers? Yes, Georgia, yeah, you, Georgia Co. Yeah, yeah. So and it looks as if she literally just weaved florals into an already established garden in some areas, yeah. which is an incredible feat. Like it looked, yeah, looked amazing. Yeah, she did. She is so talented, and um, yeah. So she, there were still a lot of florals added, but there was already a few established um, flowers and greenery. So. Um, we had this beautiful kind of um, circular area where um, I walked down the altar and uh, we had all these beautiful high white and green um, flowers. I, I'm not good at flower names, so I'm no, not no, going no, to no, even no. try <laughs> try to explain. But it just, it was, yeah, the ceremony was incredible and it, white and black, uh, white and green, it never dates and um then we, in our canapes area, we actually didn't focus on that area too much, but we still did have some florals weaved into the natural landscape. And yeah, our um, reception in our marquee, it was, um, I don't know how long they worked on it. <laughs> I don't and think I, you I want to know. I don't know if I want to know. Nah. <laughs> um, they did just such an incredible job. Um, yeah, the whole back wall was full of florals and uh, we had some mirrors weaved in there. So it was just this beautiful, if you would take a photo in the mirror, it kind of reflected everything that was going on. You could see the florals, you could see the um, front of the house, which had florals and all greenery. So it was just, yeah. Amazing. It was pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. So you've, you've got, you know, you've got oh. incredible suppliers. Your florals were just incredible. So well done. Um, with your with your planning process, it seemed pretty smooth. You had the luxury of having Laura on, um, on board. Um, you know, was there was there anything in the process where you sort of thought you might have done it differently now that you are married, or you would change, or anything like that? Anything that you'd reconsider now that you've been there and done that? No, absolutely not. And I, I don't know if many brides answer with that. Um, yeah, have that answer, but there was is nothing I would change. It was just all so perfect. And um, no, I wouldn't change a second or a minute or anything for the day. Do you know what? It's really yeah. interesting that you say that because no, not every bride answers with that. And sometimes yeah. it does make me wonder whether or not their wedding was designed or they they designed their wedding for them or for yeah. something or someone else and you know you have all these amazing memories and we've we've spoken to quite a few brides that have had hit COVID and had to elope or have two yeah. people there and they're the ones that are like it was the best thing ever. Um, you yep. know, we wouldn't change a thing. But kind of pre-COVID, a lot of them are like, oh, maybe I wouldn't do this or maybe I wouldn't do that. And it does make you sometimes wonder whether or not your wedding is yeah. done for you because it is so for easy. Other. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it, it is, is so, so easy, easy to get sucked up. Of, I know at the end of the day, um, 
I just, it is about two people getting married and yes, um, you can have these amazing photos and you can get so caught up on the little details, but at the end of the day, if everyone has fun and if you have the best day of your life, there's, there's no reason for you to, yeah, want to change anything. And we honestly, um, just it was the best day of our lives and we know that if we set the tone of the wedding if we set everyone up to have a great day and we put in the hard work of just making sure that every little step was executed well everyone would have the best day and um and that was most important to us and it was a celebration and um yeah we really did have an incredible celebration oh that's yeah that is incredible so other than air quality, no disasters, yeah. no near misses. Everything kind of went pretty smooth. Oh, I don't know if you speak to my wedding planner, Laura. There was a very, very, very um, near miss that probably would have turned the wedding the opposite way. We nearly had a, a little bit of a fire with, oh, I can't, I don't oh. even know what happened, but she um, dealt with it and I didn't even know until the next oh day. Gosh. But there you um, go. Yes, yes. yes there you Call go. in the professionals so. team. <laughs> I know. So she was running around like a, a headless truck, but I didn't know a thing. So. And now that you're married, Britt, what is the one piece, if you can, if there is just one, what is the one piece of advice that you can give couples that are, you know, in the process of, of planning their wedding now? And what, what do you say to them? Um, oh, just what I said before, if you, you obviously want to have an amazing day on your wedding, but you have to set up the vibe and you have to set up the day for everyone to have a good time. And I think if, if you're radiant on the day and if you're um, just having the best day of your life, people that reflects on other people and they see that and that just naturally just brings the vibe up and everyone will be having a great time if you produce those vibes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, people that makes people sense. can sense it if you're uptight yeah. that they will know. Yeah. yeah. It they really will. dictates the um you know, the atmosphere of the wedding. I think how cuz we actually we went to an amazing wedding. Uh I'm not going to say where in case the person listens or it gets yes. back to them. <laughs> far far away. <laughs> and oh, um gosh. no expenses spared was you know, everything you know, no, no cost or budget. Like they had the the um, venue fumigated, so there was no mosquitoes or bugs flying around. Oh golly! That week, <laughs> things like that. If that highlights what kind of wedding it was, and yes, the bride and groom were just so awkward. Like I just yeah. can't explain to you how. Like they didn't want it. She didn't want to do a first dance. She was shaking her head when he said, "I know, she, oh. I know, my bride doesn't want to do a first dance, but like." we're doing one or something and she, she was like refusing to do it. It was so awkward. And it just set this oh. really weird tone. Like it was just awkward. It set this weird tone for the whole night. And I just really showed in the way that, you know, yeah, how much everyone it, was enjoying it, it, you know? It really does. I think it's all about what you give out and um, your attitude and your, yeah, I think that that really determines a wedding. And I know that I have been to weddings where it's been freezing or uh, things haven't gone as planned. You can see in the couple yeah. that they're tight and they're tense and it just, it does reflect on everyone else. So yeah. Cause you don't then want to like, 
have a party yeah. and be like everything's amazing when you know that the couple's not having an amazing <laughs> it's time all good. Yeah. it's all fine <laughs> yes exactly yeah. exactly oh well Britt thanks, thank you Brit. so much for joining us and I've running us through your day you. it oh, was thanks, it was guys. beautiful thank you for having me on and yeah thank you Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining.